Back in the spring of 2022, state utility regulators began requiring some of the largest utilities in New York to develop long-term plans for natural gas use, which is essentially supposed to be phased out in the Empire State as part of the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act of 2019. To discuss this process and some of the plans submitted to date, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Ben Kiebrick, public advocate from the Alliance for a Green Economy. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. So, Ben, what is required from the natural gas system planning process order uh, produced last year by the State Public Service Commission? The context for the discussion with the climate law in New York State and with these gas planning proceedings is, of course, the climate crisis. You know, depending on where you are in the state, you had over the summer three or four stretches where wildfires made the air extremely dangerous. In early June, we had record-breaking air pollution in New York City because of those wildfires. And we know that we had spikes in emergency room visits, people with asthma, and uh, that wildfire smoke creates long-term health risks for all of us. And so that's really just a small sample of, of what we know is coming. We're at this first rung on a ladder of devastating escalation if we don't act seriously right now. So in New York State, we have a really good law that helps us protect against the worst impacts of climate change. That's the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act. And we need to be complying with that law and fighting for its goals, both in equity and in greenhouse gas emission reductions. And so the long-term plans, like what they require of gas companies and why they're created, is to create a 20-year plan where gas companies must take steps to meeting the CLCPA, the Climate Act's greenhouse gas reduction and equity mandates. So they have to plan for that 20 years into the future. And that deals with primarily reducing the gas system and gas infrastructure. So where are we in this process now? For example, have the utilities been submitting these plans? Have state regulators signed off on any of them? Three gas utilities have submitted plans. Two of those plans are still in process with stakeholders commenting on them. One is finished, and that's National Fuel Gases plan is complete. There's no more discussion, but state regulators have not acted on it yet. So the Public Service Commission needs to act on that and has not yet. And is it fair to say from an environmental perspective that the consensus is with regard to the the plan that has been submitted, that it it doesn't take seriously the the goal of the CLCPA and this uh, effort to actually curb the use of fossil fuels in New York? No. And to go through some of the, the key problems with National Fuel Gases plan, it only reduces emissions by 53% in the 20 years. So that takes it to 2042. The Climate Act requires 85% reductions by 2050. Um, So it's way off path. And the plan gives no conceivable way for it to get onto that path. It promotes some other problematic things when it comes to the environmental law. It promotes a hybrid heating system. So it's saying everybody that is on natural gas, on a natural gas furnace, for example, stays on their natural gas furnace. But then the hybrid part of it is that they will get those those who participate in some of the electrification programs 
we'll get a heat pump, but not a single customer exits the gas system. So everybody's still on gas. In maintaining all of their gas distribution system, they spend $1.2 billion to replace gas pipes of certain materials. So like these are some of the core issues of its non-compliance with the letter and the spirit of the climate law. From your perspective, what would a meaningful long-term plan from any utility, including natural fuel gas, look like? Luckily for New York State, there's a really good plan to draw from, to draw inspiration and really specific information from. And that's the scoping plan. It was put forward by the Climate Action Council. The Climate Act you know, names that they're going to create a Climate Action Council. It's going to develop the scoping plan for the entire state. In particular, the section of the scoping plan that deals with buildings and that deals with gas infrastructure that lays out some real specifics. And, you know, the main target of that is electrifying heating, electrifying cooking. And you do that whole neighborhoods at a time. And you do that in order to save costs so that when you reduce the gas infrastructure, literally the pipes, you don't have to replace them. You don't have to maintain them anymore. You save consumers money on energy costs. And so you reduce that system and you increase the electrification. And so this is really like in the broad strokes, what the Climate Action Council scoping plan calls for. And to date, it's the most comprehensive, the most nonpartisan, the most independent plan that we have to look at. And it was released in December 2022. Now we know that it it works in part because of National Fuel's own long-term plan. Part of the long-term planning process makes them put together a benefit-cost analysis. They weigh the costs of their different decarbonization act actions against the benefits of those actions for, for customers and for the climate. And the, the plan that they put forward that has you know, doesn't come close to meeting the greenhouse gas emissions, along with other major problems, has a worst benefit cost analysis than a plan that would just follow the scoping plan, according to their own report. Um, so, you know, that's the plan. It would look more like that, the scoping plan, with some modifications to meet whatever the local conditions are. Well, I want to talk about next steps, but first, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. Uh, we're speaking with Ben Kiebrick, a public advocate for the Alliance for a Green Economy. There's a plan now, as we've been talking about, that is before state regulators. What is their responsibility once they have this plan? Do they have the ability to tear it up and say, go back to the drawing board? Can they rewrite the plan, so to speak? Or are their hands tied to a certain degree and they simply need to say, yep, we have a plan. You complied with the order. See you in three years. They could say, go back to the drawing board for national fuel and gas, that they have to go back to the drawing board and recreate the, the plan that they had submitted. Or they could create recommendations for that plan um, and say like, this is this is what we actually need. And they could write up a plan that complies with the Climate Act. And so those are two options. Um, so one is just saying no 
And, and the other one is saying, you know, we will accept this with these modifications, with these recommendations. And then, of course, the other thing is that they could say yes to it, which would be, you know, in our opinion, non-compliant with the law and and for us, disastrous for the, the Climate Act. And I think it's important to note that buildings are the number one source of greenhouse gas emissions in New York State. So it's this sector that we have to really take seriously. And these this gas planning order is meant to hit at the main emitter within that building sector, the gas system. And so if the, the state regulators allow a plan like this to go through as the first plan in this gas planning proceeding, it can ha- set precedent down the line for all of the other gas utilities. And I think it would be a message to them that says that the climate law is just words on a page. It's not something that you need to be actively following. So we really hope that the Public Service Commission steps in, takes the advice of the independent consultant who worked on this, and either requires significant modifications or tells them to to go back and change it, follow the order, follow the law. The planning that we're talking about is not necessarily done in a vacuum by any stretch of imagination. And there are so many moving parts to the use of fossil fuels, as well as the emergence of renewable energy uh, coming online in New York. And in recent weeks and months, we've seen the ambiguity and sort of unsettled nature of some of the commitments that we've got for new renewable energy in New York. Given that ambiguity, should we be more lenient with some of the fossil fuel providers and their long-term projections if we are concerned about, say, things like reliability moving forward? Should should we be cutting them some slack? Because I have to imagine consumers, for the most part, are more interested in ensuring that they have power in 2043. There's no one in the state that doesn't want everyone to have reliable heating, reliable energy. I think that the important part, one, is to look at this is a 20-year planning process and that the emissions reductions and the equity mandates of the law, that is the law. And so we want, and the gas planning order requires these gas utilities to follow the law, assuming that we have the electricity that the climate law plans for. Um, so there are three year, every three years, there are updates to this. And so a gas utility can be looking at both the near term and the long term. But this is the place where they're supposed to be looking at the long term. Like this is the only place where they're looking at 20 years ahead. And so I think that, you know, for the utilities and for all of us, we need to trust that there's going to be policies made that allow the utility to do its part um, in reducing emissions, reducing gas use. But going back to that initial premise, though, because there is so much ambiguity about the renewable energy projects that we're hoping to come online in the near future, should we be cutting them some slack in terms of not phasing out as fast? Because the law is written in a way that uh, it makes some concessions for reliability concerns. The first thing is that in the current plan that National Fuel Gas put forward, there's a lot of slack, about over 30% slack. 
with the law compared to what national fuel is putting forward. And so there's a lot of slack there to cut down on. It's true that recently there's been some news that puts into question some of the ambitions of the state. I think that what we're arguing for is that we want to see the gas utilities follow the gas planning order as described and put forward a 20-year plan that assumes that the other parties involved in the state, in the electricity generation, in renewable energy, are going to be doing their part. And then that looks at what the gas utilities need to do in response to that over a 20-year plan. And so I think that there, you know, there will be challenges, there will be costs. At the same time, the cost of doing nothing is great. And so we need to be working on this together. Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Ben Kiebrick. He's the public advocate from the Alliance for a Green Economy. Ben, thank you so much for making the time and lending us your expertise. Thank you so much, David. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. business agency or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.